Morning, church. So we're in a sermon series called Clothed with Christ, and I'm not doing this just to be cute today. It leads into our sermon today. And so we talked about the ways that we wear Jesus, and so this one is stylish. Thank you to those of you who took notes last week. (laughs) Stylish Jesus. And so some of you wear Jesus that way. You don't want to wear him completely. You just want to be stylish Jesus. And then there's the people that just want to be casual just wear Jesus casually and then there's rainy day Jesus you know we don't want to wear him all the way but if we need him for an emergency we've got rainy day Jesus right so some of us wear rainy day Jesus some of you are still wearing straight jacket Jesus and your Jesus doesn't allow you to do anything or have any fun you don't smoke you don't cuss you don't chew you don't date women that do And you grew up that your Jesus didn't... I used that last week. Why is it still funny today? (laughs) And this this is your Jesus. So, and then there was one more. Oh, sorry, I forgot. Got to go inside out. And then there's those of us that wear, those of you, some people want to wear camo Jesus. So you don't want people to know that you're a Christian. If they ask you, you can flash them that you're a Christian. Are you? Oh, yeah, I'm a Christian. And during the week, we feel like if we're wearing camo Jesus, we can go do whatever we want to do. And then on Sunday mornings, we come in and we just go to our phone booth or the church bathroom and we put Jesus back on all the way. And we wear Jesus completely, which is how God wants us to wear Jesus, completely. Now, I, I did that again because that's how... We want to wear Jesus. Today I want to illustrate how God wants us to wear Jesus. Those are all the ways that we wear Jesus because we think we get to decide. Hopefully you realize by now that we're not talking about physical clothing. We're talking about spiritual clothing. We're not talking about clothing to cover our physical nakedness. We're talking about clothing to cover our spiritual nakedness. When Adam and Eve sinned, Then the eyes of both of them were opened, and they realized they were naked. So they sewed fig leaves together and made coverings for themselves, because that's all they could do is cover their physical nakedness. They were physically naked before God, and for the first time they realized they were also spiritually naked before God, and they knew there wasn't anything they could do about that. So here's what God did. The Lord made garments of skin, so God took an animal and God shed blood and God sewed garments for them and He started to weave His pattern throughout the rest of the Bible. Not only did He cover their physical nakedness, but He did what they couldn't do by the shedding of blood. He covered their spiritual nakedness. So I want to keep saying, you need to change your clothes. That's what being a Christ follower is. It's changing clothes. So when we talk about spiritual nakedness, we're talking about our sinful nature. When we stand before God, we are sinful people. How do I know that? For all have sinned, and all fall short of the glory of God. And the last time I looked up the definition of all, that's everybody in this room all. As Marvin Phillips used to say, all should have about six more L's on it. All. For all have sinned. So... This is what happens. Our sin separates us from God. It's your sins that separate you from God. When He sees your sins, 
He turns his face from you. God can't look upon sin. So something has to be done. And because we're all spiritually naked today, something has to be done. We need to be covered. Our sins need to be covered. And again, we can't do that. There's nothing you can do to cover your sins. We try. We beat ourselves up trying. Oh, if I just go to church enough, I'll cover my sins. If I read through the Bible enough, I'll cover my sins. If I give enough money, I'll cover my sins. We try to cover our sins, but there's nothing we can do to cover our own sins. So here's what God did. God so loved the world, He gave His one and only Son, that whoever believes in Him shall not perish but have eternal life. Why would He do that? Because we're sinful people. And Paul says, God made him who had no sin to be sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. So at the cross, we change clothes with Jesus. He got all of our sin. We're going to talk about that in a few weeks. He got all of our sin and we got all of his righteousness. Because anytime you have a relationship, you need to change clothes. How do you change clothes? You're all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. For all of you who were baptized into Christ Jesus have clothed yourselves with Christ. That's what we saw today. We saw a change of clothes. A change of clothes. Someone who was clothed, who became clothed with Christ. That's what it means to be a Christ follower. Because anytime you enter a relationship, there's going to be a clothing exchange. Let me illustrate that. When you get married, there's a lot of transition. There are so many unknowns. You might call them rude awakenings. There's so many things that you thought you knew about the other person, but when you move in, when you get married and you move in together, there's some rude awakenings like how they do the toothpaste or how they do or don't clean up after themselves or how they do or don't do laundry. There are some rude awakenings. And then you go to move in and you, you move your, your clothes in and then you move her clothes in and then you move her clothes in, and then you move her clothes in, and then you move her clothes in, and pretty soon you're like, how, how, how many... I'm not speaking personally. It's just a hypothetical situation. I'm saying that for a friend. So um, here's my point. In any relationship, both parties bring clothes. And it's no different in our relationship with God. The problem is, here's the clothes we bring to the relationship. We're all infected and impure with sin. When we display our righteous deeds, they're nothing but filthy rags. Other translations, grease-stained rags. Another translation, our best deeds of rightness are like a polluted garment. And when we enter a relationship with Jesus, those are the clothes we bring. And Jesus says, I, I, don't, I don't want those clothes. There's no room for those clothes. When we enter a relationship with Jesus, when we're clothed with Christ, in fact, He supplies our clothes. Here's what we read. I delight greatly in the Lord. My soul rejoices in my God, for He has clothed me with garments of salvation. Jesus said, I don't want those grease-stained racks. Here are your garments of salvation. And that's what He brings to the relationship. In fact, Paul writes, clothe yourselves with the Lord Jesus Christ. Two other translations. Dress yourself, put on, and again, we're not talking about physical clothing. We're talking about clothing that covers our spiritual nakedness. So, that's what it means to be clothed with Christ. Now, if that's what it means to be clothed with Christ initially, when we're baptized, we get new clothes, we're clothed with Christ, what happens after baptism? Well, the problem is we still sin. 
and we still need to be covered. And people will ask me, um, do I need to get baptized every time I sin? Oh, absolutely not. The building would have to be open 24-7. We would need a conveyor belt that just goes through there that everybody could just come in this door and go through and go out that door. You, you don't have to do that. How do I know that? Because the Bible says if we confess our sins, He's faithful and just, and He'll forgive us our sins and purify us from all righteousness. Other translations. Continually cleanse us. Render pure. Purge. So you don't have to keep getting baptized. We, we, you don't need to do that because the blood of Jesus is going to continually wash, continually render pure, continually cleanse, continually purge. So that's what it means to be clothed with Christ. Now let's transition a little bit. When we become Christ followers and we put on new clothing, there are some things that need to change. And so we're going to be in Colossians 3 today because Jesus calls us to change some things. Paul writes, since then you've been raised with Christ. That's what happens at baptism. You're buried in baptism. You're raised with Christ. Since you've been raised with Christ, set your hearts on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God and set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. For you died. That's what baptism is. It's a liquid grave. You go down and you're buried you die, your old self dies, you're buried, you died, and your life is now hidden with Christ. So, some things need to change. I need to change my heart, I need to change my mind, I need to change my clothing. When you become a Christian, some things need to change. So, that's what we're going to illustrate today. Maybe you've heard about this show, What Not to Wear. I, I've heard of it because Kelly only has watched every episode 15 times. And then she practices on me. So every Sunday morning when I get up, I just stand before Kelly. Is, is, is this okay? And um, because she is my fashion expert. When Sydney was in the house, if I didn't like what Kelly said, I'd go, Sydney, is this okay? And they would gang up on me. And they'd say, Dad, you need to change. The tie doesn't work. Slacks doesn't work. Socks doesn't work. Brian Lane taught me about wearing some nice socks. So I'll give that to Brian Lane. Um, so, what not to wear. If you've never watched the show, they've got these fashion experts, and they will have some people, and they'll look in their closet, and they'll say, oh, no, you don't need to wear that. And they will many times take those clothes and just throw them in the trash can. So you don't need to wear those anymore. I mean, literally, just get rid of their clothes and throw them in the trash can. And Paul's going to tell us that as Christians, there are some clothes we don't need to wear. There's some clothes that we need to throw away. There's some clothes we need to get rid of. Here's what he says. Put to death whatever belongs to your earthly nature. Sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, and greed, which is idolatry. Because of these, the wrath of God is coming. You used to walk in these ways in the life you once lived, but now you must rid yourselves of all such things as these. Anger, rage, malice, slander, and filthy language from your lips. Do not lie to each other since you've taken off your old self with its practices. Some other translations. Because you know better now. Another translation. Cast off and throw away. Another translation. Put these things out of your life. Or as the TV show says, there are certain things that you should not be wearing. Just throw them away. Throw them in a garage sale. The problem is, that a, who's going to buy these things at a garage sale? Who wants to buy anger and rage and malice and slander? Paul says, these clothes are not becoming of Christians. 
Just get rid of them. Just throw those things away. Because we are clothed with Christ now. When you're clothed with Christ, there are certain clothes you shouldn't wear. Now, I, I know that's kind of harsh. It's kind of direct. And we're like, hmm. So I have to get rid of... Yeah, just throw those clothes away. You can't wear Jesus and Satan. You can't serve God and Satan. You need to decide what clothes you're going to wear. So when you put on garments of righteousness... When we're clothed with salvation, we don't need to be clothed with anger and rage and malice and slander and what the previous verse said. You don't need to wear those clothes. So what clothes do I need to wear? We've been talking about this. What does it mean to be clothed with Christ? And we're getting there every week. What does being clothed in Christ look like? Well, the TV show, What Not to Wear, the second half of the show, they say, oh, you need to wear this. And Paul does the same thing. He's going to tell us what we need to wear. These are the clothes we need to put on. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dear love, clothe yourselves. There it is. This is what clothed with Christ looks like. Compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, patience. Bear with each other and forgive whatever grievances you may have against one another. Forgive as the Lord forgave you and over all these virtues, put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. You know I love other translations. And over all these virtues, put on love. Another translation. Regardless of what else you put on, wear love. It's your basic, all-purpose garment. I love that translation. Never be without it. Other translations. Cover yourselves. We talked about how we need to cover our sins, and we don't know how. God knows how. When we wear these clothes, we're covering. We need to put on and wrap ourselves in these clothes. What does it mean to be clothed with Christ? It's, it's right there in those verses. Those are the clothes we need to wear. So when we wear Jesus 24-7, those are the clothes we need to wear. And those other clothes you need to throw away. You need to get rid of those clothes. You don't need to have those clothes around. So Paul says when we become Christians as Christ followers, there are certain clothes we wear. So let me wrap up. Wrap up. Just seeing if you're staying with the theme that we got going here. Let's use this one. When I was in sixth grade, I, I went out for football for the first time. And so that was my first exposure to getting a jersey. And I love that jersey. Even after football was over, I wore that jersey all the time. And when I mean all the time, I mean all the time. I wore it when I got up. I took it off at night so mom could wash it. I wore it all the time because I wanted to be identified with that team. And you're thinking, Richie, what team? It doesn't really matter. It's the Minnesota Vikings. <laughs> I didn't know about the Dallas Cowboys. I didn't know they were going to win all those um, Super Bowls however long ago that was. 20-some years. Maybe I need to wear the Minnesota Vikings again. I so loved that jersey. I wanted to be identified with that team, and I woke up one day, and Mom threw that jersey away. I'll come back to that. 
as adults, we do the same thing. We like to wear clothing that represents our school logo. If you wear, if you, those of you who like Texas, you'll wear your Texas jersey logo, whatever. If you're from A&M, you wear that. Whatever your professional team, whatever your high school team. There's other logos we wear. Some of y'all put on your Republican clothes. Some of y'all put on your Democrat clothes. Some of y'all put on your theology clothes. Some of y'all put on your Belton clothes, Temple clothes, Gatesville clothes, Salado clothes, Academy clothes. You know why? Because you want to be identified with whatever it is you're wearing you're so drawn to that you want to be identified with that that's what paul's saying here in colossians though he says there's some clothes you need to throw away like my mom threw away my favorite jersey ever there's some clothes we need to throw away i so wanted to be identified with that team i dug that out of the trash and I continued to wear it. Mom didn't appreciate that. She didn't seem to wash it as often as she used to. But I so wanted to be identified with that team. I was willing to go to any extreme. Now, Paul doesn't want us digging those clothes out of the trash. But he so wants us to be identified with Jesus. That we're going to wear him everywhere. 24-7. Completely wrapped. That's what it means to be clothed with Christ because we want to be so identified with Jesus that we're not ashamed, we're not embarrassed, we don't have to hide it, we don't have to do camo Jesus. We let everybody know, I'm, I'm a Christ follower and I'm proud of it and I want you to be one too. That's why we're talking about being clothed with Christ. And I want you to be so identified with Jesus that you're willing to go up into this baptistry in front of people doesn't have to be in front of people. Maybe on a Monday. Maybe on a Thursday. It doesn't have to be front in front of a crowd. It's like Quentin said, not everybody's an upfront person. You don't have to do it up front. It's, it's your, it, it needs to be special for you. But I do want to encourage you to be clothed with Christ. Let's pray.